Thank you for tuning in to the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Robert Eng, and joining me over Skype is my good buddy from Florida, Michael Sheehan. What's up, Mike? Yo, yo, how's everybody doing on this beautiful Saturday morning? Beautiful yet cold. It's very cold. Yes, very cold. <laughs> and down here in Florida, it's so cold that they're covering the plants. <laughs> I love how that's a that's a detail that 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 happens. That's hilarious. It's so cold here. We're actually getting sub-zero temperatures, and that does not include the wind chill factor. So I can't wait to see how cold it gets tonight. Yeah, I I can't imagine. I mean, you know, I've lived there for a long time, but that's definitely the coldest I ever remember be that area being. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, got to got to bundle up and uh, stay inside today. And this weekend, well, tomorrow. The Golden Globes are taking place, and Mike and I talked about this a little bit before, and it kind of snuck up on us. I didn't realize the Golden Globes were this weekend until maybe earlier this week. I don't know, it was like Monday or Sunday when I texted you, Mike, and I was just like, did you know the Golden Globes are this Sunday? And you really weren't sure of it either, right? No, I had no idea. I was like, can that be right? <laughs> sure enough, it was. It is. They are tomorrow night. So, so what is that saying about the Golden Globes? Because for this episode, we're going to be talking about the the nominations and maybe our predictions for who's going to win the film categories, and then we'll do a TV episode next. But what does that say in overall about the Golden Globes? Like, are they not advertising it? Are they? Is it not important? Are Are we just missing out and we're not watching the television promos? Like, what do you think, Mike? I think it's probably a combination of things. I, I want to say, honestly, you know, I don't think a lot of people in the world or even in the country love Seth Meyers. And so I feel like they haven't really been promoting him or the show as much. I've seen a couple random advertisements, but they're like really short, really like quick little like, you know, I don't know, I would call it a teaser for the Globes that have been going on. And so it just, I mean, I don't know, the advertisements themselves have seemed underwhelming. So, like, I don't even really pay attention to them when I, when I do see them. And, like I said, that's kind of few and far in between. Yeah, I agree, too. So, I mean, I guess we'll see how it goes. Just before we go into the categories, Mike, do you, what, what do you think about the Golden Globes in general? Do you enjoy watching them? Um, you know, how do you watch them? Do you expect a lot from this awards show? How do you watch this, Mike? So the Golden Globes, have, and I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but in case people are new listeners and haven't heard, um, they're they're kind of a joke, at least in my mind. But I love watching them because it's it's the party. You know, this is the event where it's the celebrities don't really take it too seriously, unless they win an award, then they take it super seriously. But they kind of think of it as a joke. They kind of think of it as a big party where they all just get to drink, get drunk, and relax. Um, whereas, like, when it's the Oscars, it's, like, oh, very black tie, very, you know, very serious, you know, um, obviously the, the host will joke, but not, other people don't, you know, joke, they're not getting drunk, um, so it's just a completely different atmosphere, so I like watching the, the Globes for the atmosphere, but I always hate the awards because they always just seem completely random or, like, complete favorites, like, you know, this is the, uh, the foreign press, so a lot of times they'll lead toward a foreign film, not be, or actor or actresses, not because it's necessarily better, but just because they're from another country. So it's kind of arbitrary in a way. What do you think? 
Yeah, no, exactly. It's um, like you said, it's a big party. It's uh, we have TV and film in one room. The alcohol is certainly flowing. It's uh, the first awards ceremony, though. So that's for at least in my opinion. For me, it's reason to be excited about it. It kind of kicks off. Even though we've been in award season and we've been, been getting nominations here and there, this is the first one to really declare their winners. And like you said, yes, the Hollywood Forum Press Association vote upon the winners, and they are a very weird group of you know worldwide journalists that you know their numbers are not. I think there might be a hundred of them, maybe less. You know, so there's not a lot of people that vote upon these awards, which, like you said, can definitely result in strange winners. And we've had some strange winners in the past. You know, The Hangover won for best, you know, picture comedy musical that year, and like that would never have happened anywhere else. So we've had some strange winners, and like you said, they kind of lean towards the foreign aspect of um, some, some, you know. Films with creators and actors from overseas. So let's get right down to it, and let's uh, let's talk about these categories and let's talk about our predictions. First off, best motion picture for drama. And Golden Globes they split their movies and television categories into drama and comedy musical. So that's also something interesting. So we got Call Me by Your Name, Dunkirk, The Post. The Shape of Water, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mike, which films do you like in this category, and which film do you think is going to win? So I'll say, like, conventional wisdom to me says it's really between Dunkirk and The Post. Um, both, you know, outstanding movies. I haven't seen The Post, but uh, from what I've heard, an, an outstanding film. And I think, you know, the star power... Um, uh, of the cast of that film is going to weigh heavily on the voting. Um, but I think I, I'm actually going to pick Dunkirk to be the winner, uh, partially because I'm biased and I just love the movie, um, but also because I think it kind of has more of the quote-unquote foreign uh, <laughs> appeal. Um, so I, I, I'm leaning toward that, and I think, like, I want to say the darkest horse in these nominations would probably be Three Billboards. Because um, that's probably the most kind of quintessential American film. Uh, I mean, the post is too, but Three Billboards is is more, uh, you know, kind of mi middle America, um, and, and I feel like that's probably has the least chance to win with the foreign press. But what do you think? Yeah, I would say um, it would be tough for Three Billboards to win here. They. Um but it, it's not impossible, you know, it is a little dark, like you said, and I, I'm with you, I want Dunkirk to win, I feel like it deserves to win, um, I want this to be the year where Christopher Nolan is finally recognized, <laughs> and his movies are, but, um, I feel like it's going to be between The Post and The Shape of Water, and I think, uh, if, if my stats are right here, the, the Shape of Water was the most nominated film this year at the Golden Globes. So obviously, the Hollywood Foreign Press, they love this movie to nominate it in almost every category. And that being said, it, it does have the foreign appeal because of Sally Hawkins, the actress, and Guillermo del Toro, the director. And I don't know, it's just, it's just a strange enough movie that it, I don't think it's going to win Best Picture Oscars, but it's strange enough that the Hollywood Foreign Press, it, it kind of just feels like it's going to win. 
But I agree with you, what you said about the post, that it has a chance of winning just because of star power alone. When you have Spielberg, Meryl Streep, and Tom Hanks in one film, that's that's enough star power for you know the next decade. So they could very well award that film. While Dunkirk, although it's such a, an epic film with a you know one of our greatest generational directors, it's it's kind of like you have no names to attach it to, and sometimes the Golden Globes they like to just reward and they, they like to show off all of the big celebrities that they have and the winners. So I'm gonna predict Shape of Water, but I want Dunkirk to win. Anything else, Mike? Uh, no, that's interesting. You know, I, uh, Shape of Water is a movie I definitely want to see. I, I'm a big fan of Guillermo del Toro as a director. I, I just really like his work, and it's yeah, every movie is completely well, not completely different, but different enough that I, I really like what he brings to every every film he makes. So I'm really looking forward to that movie. Um, I just, I don't know, you know, you just mentioned, like, star power. Like, I just don't know that that movie has the quote-unquote star power to win. But it would be interesting to see if it wins. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're both completely wrong and Call Me By Your Name takes this down. <laughs> that I mean, you're right. I'm, I'm, I would not be surprised either. All right, so let's go to uh, Best Motion Picture for a Musical or a Comedy. Nominations are I, Tanya, Lady Bird, The Disaster Artist, Get Out, and The Greatest Showman. Mike, who do you like here, and who do you think is going to win? This is kind of... Uh, I, 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 can, I don't think I've ever predicted this category correctly. <laughs> um, it's just... It's so random... You know, uh, look, all right, for instance, right, the fact that you have Get Out, which has almost no comedy in it whatsoever, um, in this category is kind of confusing. Um, but then, you know, they have to throw, I don't know if they have to, but they chose to throw in a musical, like a legit musical with The Greatest Showman. But I don't know if that has any chance to win. I mean, honestly, this is a complete airball for me, and I'm just going to randomly go with Lady Bird, because... I've heard, you know, it's getting great reviews. Um, it seems like it might be the strongest movie in that in that grouping. I mean, not in my opinion. I love Get Out, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm really clueless here. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, it seems like if, if the Hollywood Foreign Press want to go into, if they want to become like that show that kind of is a precursor to what's going to win Best Picture... If that's how they're thinking and if that's how they're voting, it's definitely going to come down between Lady Bird and Get Out. Because those are the only two films that have been racking up all of the precursors throughout awards season. And I've been eyeing it very, very carefully. And, I mean, it's it's very strange because those two films have also been the two best-reviewed films of the year. So that usually doesn't happen where the best-reviewed films are receiving all of the Oscar attention. But these two films are number one and number two slots right now. So in my opinion, I think it's going to be between these two films, and it could really go either way. It's a complete coin flip to me. You know, Lady Bird definitely has a, ch a good chance of winning. Get Out, in my opinion, it has a really good chance of winning too here because, like we said, Lady it, it isn't, it's weird that it's in this category, but we've seen weird things before. The Martian was nominated for this category and won for Best Musical Comedy, and that wasn't a very funny movie. It was just a really good movie. So I would not be surprised if they award Get Out because Get Out is strangely this movie that, 
that, you know, it came out a long time ago, but everyone is still behind it. And it, it somehow miraculously kept up this momentum of a prestige film. And when it wins here or there in like film critic circles and when it gets nominated for the PGAs and everything, no one is like scoffing at it. No one's like, oh my God, why is this horror movie in there? Everyone is, you know, applauding applauding its recognition, applauding the, the great masterful work that Peel did. And what is interesting here that we'll get to a little bit later is that both Lady Bird and Get Out, their directors were not nominated for Golden Globe directors, so they seemingly have an equal chance to win this category. My guess is going to be Lady Bird as well, but I swear Get Out can definitely win this. Yeah, and I, did you have a chance to see The Disaster Artist by any chance? Yeah, I saw I I saw the disaster artist. Yes, did you see it? Yeah, and I was just gonna say I I thought it was pretty damn funny. So I, it definitely to me is the funniest movie in the category. So if they went with just a true comedy, then I think that would win. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. All right, let's move on to some acting awards. So let's start out with the women because ladies first. So let's let's keep it in drama now. Um, best performance by an actress in a drama motion picture. We have Sally Hawkins, Frances McDormand, Meryl Streep, Michelle Williams, and Jessica Chastain. Uh, Mike, so who who do you like? Who do you think is gonna win? What do you got? So I want to say that this category could could one for one be the exact nominations that happen at the academy awards i do you agree with that i mean yeah it, it seems like it um i mean yeah i can't really see anyone else getting in um but stranger things have happened so but i, I agree with yeah. you the, the the chances are that these are probably going to be the five at the at the um, well, it's missing Searche Ronan for Lady Bird because that she's in the musical and comedy category at the Golden Globes, and she is almost a shoe in because, like I said, Lady Bird is probably the front runner right now to win Best Picture. So I would say like Michelle Williams would get the bump here, and Searche would be put in. Well, I, I guess I was just impressed by this category because it did seem the closest to what we will actually see at the at the Oscars. And I don't know that the Globes have done that any time recently in the past few years. So I think, you know, I just I just was impressed by that. This seemed like the most legit category, in my opinion. Um, so, and it, 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 any one of these people, in my opinion, including Michelle Williams, could take down this award. Um, I just think this is a powerhouse of actresses this year, all with great performances. I, I mean, I think because of the Hollywood Foreign Press, I think they're going to give it to Sally Hawkins. Um, and, and it's really for that reason. I, I would hope, I mean, my hope is that Jessica Chastain actually wins. I um, have heard tremendously great things about her performance, and I just love her as an actress. You know, there's been tons of movies where... I just walk away and be like, damn, she gave a really good performance in that. So I kind of hope that she gets, you know, she gets to take down an award. Um, the, the other thing that I'll just throw in that could easily happen is they give it to Meryl Streep just so she can make another outrageous speech like she did last year, um, you know, anti-Trump, uh, just so they get that in their ratings. And I think they know people want to see her and see her give a speech. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens as well. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. I think Meryl Streep has a really good chance to win because of that reason alone. I haven't seen the post, but she's Meryl Streep. She doesn't really give bad performances, and she is beloved. And like you said, yeah, she, everyone wants to see her give another speech. 
Um, like you said, this is a great category and a great collection of actresses because they are all phenomenal in their own way. But I'm going to agree with you again, Mike. Sally Hawkins probably has the best chance to win because of the foreign press and because of the obvious love for The Shape of Water. And her role was, you know, it was quiet at times, but then it was also very, you know, quote, quote unquote loud because, you know, she plays a mute uh, character. So she's not really talking, but she does some amazing things with her gestures and her uh, facial expressions. So, yes, I believe Sally Hawkins is favorite to win this award. Um, but it's a shame because I think Frances McDormand deserves it. And I think she, Frances, probably has a better chance to win the Oscar than she does to win the Globes here. You know, I, I just want to say, I think it's funny that you said Sally Hawkins had a quiet performance. <laughs> that just made me laugh. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Um, we're still in drama. Let's go to the men. Let's go to the guys. We got Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Day-Lewis, Tom Hanks, Gary Oldman, and Denzel Washington. Another group of big hitters plus the newcomer Chalamet. So, Mike, who do you like here? Who do you think is going to win? So, I, I, I'm gonna. This is an interesting category. I don't think uh, Timothy will. Uh, I don't know, but I don't think he's gonna get a nomination for the actual Oscars. And I, I don't know that Don, Denzel Washington will get a nomination as well. I kind of feel like that that film that he was in is completely forgotten by a lot of people. So I don't. I don't see him getting nominated. But I, I, we'll, we'll see what happens. So basically, just kind of like eliminating those two. Um, I, I want to say that they're going to give this to Daniel Day Lewis just because this is kind of going to be his like farewell tour, uh, seeing as he's retiring from acting and this is his last film. Um, I, I, and you could is this his last film? I think it is, right? They he said that he's retiring after you know this film, but you, you know a lot, I feel like a lot of actors say that here and there, and you know, so we'll see. <laughs> So I think they might end up giving it to him just for that reason, but obviously anything could happen. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing is, I, I know Gary Oldman uh, gave a really great performance, but I just don't see them going his, giving it to him. But he is the most, you know, quote unquote foreign, <laughs> being from Britain and all. <laughs> so it could easily go his way. So I, I really think it's between, you know, Day Lewis and Hanks. Um, and I think they're going to give it to Lewis. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think Hanks is going to get it. For so for whatever reason, Tom Hanks has not been doing well at all in the last decade plus in awards. Like, maybe people were just like, alright, he got his two already, that's it, you know. But, for some reason, like, he's just not getting the attention. So, I, don't, I think he's out. Um, I will say that I, I think Gary Oldman has the best chance to win. Um, you, you, can, you pointed out his, um, you know, his Britishness and everything. I don't know. It, it, the only thing that I feel is going to hold him back is that The Darkest Hour did, is not getting any attention at all. So it's kind of strange that he, he will be you know, rewarded for a great performance and, a, and a, you know, a, a performance that really he transformed himself into a real-life figure but the film isn't getting any attention. But that being said, I mean, it's happened kind of before when, like, you know, Eddie Redmayne won for Theory of Everything, and, you know, Theory got some noms, but it didn't really win anything else. So it can happen. Um, and I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I could be wrong, but I really think Timothy Chalamet has a very good chance. 
of stealing this from Oldman, and I believe he's almost a shoe-in for an Oscar nomination. Um, I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, but just from the rumblings that I've been listening to from podcasts and some critics' reviews, that he is apparently phenomenal. And if there's anything that is keeping this Call Me By Your Name train alive, it's his performance and kind of that group together. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. They can definitely give it to Daniel Day because it is maybe his last film. But um, my prediction will be Oldman with maybe a Chalamet upset. All right, let's move on. Actresses, musical comedy. We got Judy Dench, Helen Mirren, and I get them both mixed up all the time. I don't know if that's bad, but whatever. Um, Margot Robbie, Saoirse Ronan, and Emma Stone. Mike, what do you think about these uh, women, these fine ladies? Uh, well, I love them all. They're all quite delightful. <laughs> um, but I, I think this is, you know, kind of, you said it before, this is uh, Ronan's category uh, for Lady Bird. I, I think she's the kind of the clear uh, clear winner here, and I don't, I don't think it's going to be much of a contest. But what do you think? Yeah, should be slam dunk, Sir Um Margot Robbie apparently gave a great performance, but I can't see her winning in I, Tanya And Lady Bird is just universally, if not liked, it's universally loved. And Sir was literally the, the center of attention there. She is Lady Bird, so she seems like she is going to be the winner at this category um i feel like i missed a category but oh no here we go okay best actor musical comedy we got daniel kaluuya steve carell ansel elgort james franco and hugh jackman we have a really interesting group here aside from disaster artists and get out those other you know categories those other actors are not nominated for best picture anywhere else so mike you like these guys and who do you got well, you know what? I'm kind of curious. You go first. Who do you think is going to win this category? I think I think James Franco is going to win this category. I think it's just like, you know, like you said, it was it was a pure comedy, and it's it's just he he's playing this real life person who is just so ridiculous, and he kind of like just loses himself in this role. And towards like maybe maybe like 15, 20 minutes in to the rest of the movie, I forgot that I was watching James Franco. And I'm like, oh my, like, who is this Tommy Wiseau guy? And he is so ridiculous. And I was so into the film. I think he did this amazing job. I think the only backlash that I'm hearing um, that I've read is that people are having a difficult time differentiating whether or not this is an acting performance or if it's just an impression. And But I'm saying that it's totally a great performance. I think he's going to win. I think he deserves it. And I think he deserves an Oscar nomination as well mike what do you think i mean i'm i like this performance a lot too you know this is kind of a weird category though like yeah i i it, like you said it's a, it, i can understand people thinking he's just doing an impression but I, i'm kind of about the mindset like who cares if it's an impression or not it was great it was you know and it's a comedy so like it's not supposed to be this you know him becoming the character while i do agree with you that like you really do feel like he becomes this character um you know i it's all kind of like with a grain of salt like that's the point of a comedy it's supposed to be funny so i don't know yeah totally so you say you think he's gonna win too i think so i mean i just don't know who else would take it down <laughs> yeah no exactly all right let's move on to the supporting roles and golden globes are just weird so they have separate categories drama and comedy musical for their acting and film 
categories, but for supporting roles and for director and for screenplay, they combine all films. So it's just strange how they do that. But this could be a decent indicator about who's going to be nominated for the Oscars because the Oscars don't split the category. So we got for Best Supporting Actress, we have Mary J. Blige, Hong Xiao, Alison Janney, Laurie Metcalf, and Octavia Spencer. What do you got, Mike? I'm going with Alison Janney. Uh, first and foremost, I just love her. I think she is awesome. I, I, I can't get bored of watching her on TV. No matter what role she's playing, or, or in a film, uh, I just absolutely, hands down, she's, she's my favorite, and I really don't think anybody else stands a chance. But you tell me otherwise. I think Allison Janney definitely has a good chance to win, but I wouldn't say it's a slam dunk. I think Laurie Metcalf is that is that actress that has been on the, on everyone's radar for so long, and she's done so many different things. She hasn't always been, you know, a film actress. She's done TV, a lot of TV, you know. She's done films, and she she's definitely known for her Broadway performances. So she's been everywhere, and this might be the time where she gets recognized for her great performance in Lady Bird, obviously, but also just because it's almost like a lifetime achievement where everyone wants to reward her. And I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve it for Lady Bird's performance alone, because she definitely does, but I think with that, plus the boost of the lifetime achievement, because I'm not sure if she's ever won anything before, I think she'll get it here, if not here, the Oscars. But Allison Janney definitely has a good chance. And I'm going to say even Mary J. Blige, strangely, but uh, she blew me away in Mudbound. And I'm happy that Golden Globes recognized her here. And I'm going to be really happy if the Oscars recognize her, because I think she definitely deserves a spot in this category. And if, if, Golden, if the Golden Globes really want to make a statement they're going to have her win because this is going to be that Netflix movie that was streaming and wasn't really in theaters, and that's why people are up in arms to nominate or not to nominate Mudbound. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But my prediction is Laurie Metcalf. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to see. <laughs> Supporting role for an actor, we got Willem Dafoe, Army Hammer, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, and Sam Rockwell. You want to take this one, Mike? I mean, my hope is that Sam Rockwell takes this down, but I kind of think he's a little bit of an underdog here. You know, everything I've been hearing on the streets is, is pointing to Christopher Plummer um, and the amazing performance he gave um, in that film. But I, I, I also hear that the film is kind of boring. So I'm not sure exactly where they'll go, but I'm going to go with Christopher Plummer. What do you think? Yeah, it's like Christopher Plummer is almost like being looked at upon the save, like the savior of this movie, because obviously the Kevin Spacey thing, and the Golden Globes, the the, the Hollywood Foreign Press definitely loves all the money in the world because they gave Christopher Plummer a nomination, they gave Ridley Scott a nomination, which was just like what? Why is he in there? So we'll have to see. Um, I'm with you. I really love Sam Rockwell's performance in Three Billboards, but he is definitely an underdog here. And I think we just have to be careful of Willem Dafoe. I haven't seen the Florida Project, but like you, I heard some rumblings on the street, and uh, he apparently is definitely a strong contender in this category. I also really loved Richard Jenkins's performance in Shape of Water here. But yeah, you know, we'll see. It's kind of anyone's game, but my prediction would be Willem Dafoe. I like it. Let's go on to Best Director. We have Martin McDonough, Christopher Nolan, Ridley Scott, Steven Spielberg, and Guillermo del Toro. All huge names. Mike, who do you like? And 
this is a tough one because, you know, part of me, my intuition says they're just going to give it to Spielberg because he's Spielberg. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I hear the movie's amazing, you know, and I'm obviously a huge fan, so I wouldn't be upset in the in the slightest. But I, I really want Christopher Nolan to, to, to take this down. I mean, I really just feel like he gets better with every single film, and Dunkirk was just, you know, in, in a lot of ways, just a masterpiece of a film. Um, just outstanding, and, you know, I, I couldn't, I went into that film with such high expectations, and he still blew me away. Um, I guess I'm just a, a Nolan fanboy, so, uh, but I'm going to say that they're going to give it to Spielberg. What do you think? I mean, I'm with you. I really want Nolan to win this. I feel like I know he didn't make Dunkirk in with, with like the like the hopes and dreams to win all these awards. But in a way, I feel like this is the closest he'll ever get to winning any of these awards because he's known to do lots of sci-fi and fantasy type of films and those films never do well at the oscars and so here he is he's doing this you know world war ii historical biopic epic and it is it, he hits it out of the park this might be his only chance and i really just for that reason i want him to win and i think he actually has a pretty good shot too because if if people are on the same wavelengths as we are mike like they should definitely see that he ha it's amazing how he hasn't even been recognized yet at, in the awards, you know, so he has to win here, but I'm going to say again, Shape of Water, very, very beloved by the, the Globes, and Guillermo del Toro is sitting there, and he also has not really been recognized for his collection, his fine collection of work in his past. Um, sometimes his films are just a little bit too weird, or a little bit too, has too many monsters in it, or just like, you know, whatever, but he has, he's a great director as well, and I'll just, I honestly will be happy if either Nolan or Del Toro win, but like you said, Spielberg can definitely just snatch this one up because he's Steven Spielberg. So I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's yet another interesting category. <laughs> All right, the last one we got is screenplay. Who penned the greatest screenplay here? We have The Post. I'm just going to say the movie. So we have The Post, Three Billboards, Molly's Game, The Shape of Water, and Lady Bird. Mike, which uh, screenplay did you like the best? And this is a little tough, too. Um, you know, I really like Three Billboards, but I think, and we'll go into more detail, we're going to have another podcast for all you listeners out there uh, going more in-depth about this film, but there were some, some minor issues with that screenplay, uh, or rather in the editing of the final film um, and what they decided to keep in and, and keep the storyline moving. Um, I don't know, man. It's This is a tough one. I, I honestly, I don't know. What do you think? It's, yeah, this is a really tough one. Um, if the Globes want to give Three Billboards anything from our, what we've been talking about, this might be the only place where they, he, can, he can win. Martin McDonough and Three Billboards, that movie, can win. So maybe just for that reason alone, they're going to give it to Three Billboards. At the same time, um, Lady Bird seemingly can sweep their categories. They can win Best Picture Musical Comedy. They can win Searche for Actress. They can win Laurie Metcalf for um, Supporting Actress. And then if Greta Gerwig gets here for Screenplay, they would sweep their categories that they were nominated for. And it's kind of like people are, are arms and ear that Greta Gerwig didn't even get a nomination uh, for Best Director. So maybe they'll give it to her. And at the same time, I'm just going to, I'm repeating myself. They love The Shape of Water, so it would make total sense that, you know, Shape of Water will win the screenplay. But 
We'll see, and you can never count out Sorkin, right? Some some people love Sorkin. Molly's game got in there. You can never count him out. But uh, I mean, if I were to pick, I would say honestly, I'm just gonna say Martin McDonough because I, I I hope he wins. I hope three boards doesn't get shut out. Um, you know, at the Golden Globe. So I'm gonna say he's gonna win. I hope so too. All right. Well, that was those were our predictions for um, the film categories at the Golden Globes. It'll be an exciting time to see who wins, and I think I'm mostly excited for at the end of the Golden Globes. Even though they don't have the same prestige as the Guild Awards and and obviously the Oscars, but we're actually going to hopefully and we should get a clear front runner because this is a very interesting awards season where. We have a bunch of films, and they're all clumped together, and it's really difficult to differentiate them from each other because they all have the accolades, and they all are right next to each other. So there is no clear frontrunner at the moment, but I think after the Globes, there should be a clear frontrunner. Uh, Mike, what are you looking forward to from the Globes? Yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I guess I'm interested in the atmosphere at the Globes, you know, with everything that's been going on in Hollywood and you know, some of these people, I, I, I heard that I think all the women are who are attending the girls are all wearing black. So that's going to set an interesting tone, and I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to affect the actual mood in the room and and who wins overall. Um, it's it's going to be kind of an interesting Golden Globes to, to watch. So I'm, I just want to see what happens. Yeah, me too. Well, thanks for listening. This has been the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode, which we're going to talk about the TV categories at the Golden Globes. Peace. Peace.